0: Buddy, and welcome to that's life where my passive aggressive behavior is keeping me in the studio and out of the kitchen as long as possible good morning folks and thanks for listening i am miriam l wallach blogger writer general manager here at the Nahum siegel network you can find me here right after allison and right before Nahum's live lunch and do my eyes deceive me it doesn't look like Yoni behind the board. A good morning to Avrumi First time long time. Boker toe. How, How are, are you? you? Thank God, doing all right. How was your commute? It was uh it was good. I was worried that it was gonna be worse because of the weather that was promised, but uh it all went well, thank god. I got in a decent time this morning. And Baruch Hashem, everything was good. That is good, and where are you for Yontif? We are home, we host my parents for the first days, and then uh we go to my sister for Shabbos and my sister in law I should say. And then we're back the second days, and I guess we've been hosting my parents now for a good handful of years, so they must like it down there in Baltimore. That's nice, or they just don't want to make Pesach. Either way. Right, (laughs) there's that. I've already let my kids know every once in a while, I I like to remind them that at some point or other we're going to be coming to them. So I told my, my, my second to youngest, nope, I told my youngest son last week, I said, you need to understand how this whole thing works that you can make Pesach and I can come to you. He's like, why would we do that? We're just going to come to you with all of our kids. I'm like, right. So that's going to have to change at some point. And the first bunch of years, it's not going to be nearly as good as it was at your house anyway. Oh, for sure. And I'm sure I'll be critical of it and say that my daughter-in-law is not doing a good enough job. But that's okay, as long as we got that out there. It's out there in the. It's out there in the open. A shout out this morning to Lisa Finn from Ramat Beit Shemesh. She is an avid listener here at the Na'aman Segal Network, and a shout out as well to the Elitzur Beit Shemesh High School Boys Basketball Team from Ramat Beit Shemesh. They played uh, a bunch of exhibition games here in the New York and Atlanta areas last weekend. The team was composed mostly of high school juniors and a few seniors. And I had the pleasure of watching them play last Mose Shabbat at DRS, the Halibut Boys High School in the Five Towns. It was a nail-biter of a game, and I say that completely seriously. It was a lot of fun to watch. DRS eked out a win, but trust me, this was insanely competitive. Everyone was really playing to win, and it was a great game. So, Remy, two of my favorite parts of this game were as follows. Number one. I had a lot of fun picking out the boys from Beit Shemesh, on the Beit Shemesh team who I'd never seen before but looked exactly like their parents so I could pick them out of a lineup. And I did. So shout I mean, I, I promise you, I've never seen these kids before in my life. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. So uh, a shout out to Miriam and Hillel Scheinfeld and to Hani and Jason Schwartz because congratulations, you both families. Have successfully cloned themselves. Your children look exactly like you. And the second highlight of this um, entire game, etc. And there, by the way, there was another there was another player on the Beit Shemesh team whose parents I know, but I could pick him out of a crowd because I've known him since he was born. But um, the other fun aspect of this game was that I like to learn new Hebrew words every once in a while, and I hope that I can retain them. To memory, like learning the word for uh pl- for playlist in Hebrew was something I learned by working with David Fadida. Do you know how to say playlist in Hebrew? I do not playlist. So <laughs> there's that, and there are there are um I, and then you know how to say um rehearsals. Rehearsals? Nope, chazarot, which is also something I'd love to learn. But anyway, so this is the word that I learned from this basketball game. A shout-out, by the way, to Mayor Weingarten, because if he's listening, I'm sure he knows the background and the iterations of all of this, but I thought this was so cool. The word for defense, you know, there's defense and offense, right? And everyone, when they're playing defense, their team, everyone screams defense, defense, right? So in Hebrew, defense is haganah. Which, if you know anything about the history of the state of Israel, is the coolest thing in the entire world. And for those listeners who have no idea what I'm talking about, please Google the Haganah and learn something about Israeli history. Let's do the fortune cookie. This is our last fortune cookie pre Yuntif. I'm going to make sure to open it without making any crumbs as Yoni and I vacuumed (laughs) and cleaned the studio top to bottom yesterday. And um, I don't want to mess with that. All right, here we go. Shout out! Here we go. Apply your imagination to any problem that arises. All right, that's beautiful. But I think I do that already. So Confucius, you are getting lazier and lazier. I got to be honest. I'm. Uh, I prefer you go back to the drawing board and get me some new material. Let's go through today's national holidays and then let's get to our our guest who I I'm so excited to speak to. But I just want to go through that today is National Fun at Work Day. Because frankly, every day is right, Abram. <laughs> Come on, say it. Every day here. Every day I, is I, yeah. Exactly. It's also Hostess Twinkie Day, which is not something we would be participating in, even if they had a health show on. They don't have a health show anymore, right? That They got lost 100, 100 I don't know ago. if it was. It was questionable, maybe? I don't know. I don't know, right. But either way, we eat too healthy here at the Nachum Segal Network for anybody to be interested in Hostess Twinkies. Good thing Nachum's not in the studio right now, because he'd be looking at me like, I'm nuts, and I'm sure Jamie's going to walk in here in a second and say, what are you talking about? Um, it's also national... Why? She's making faces at me. Um, It's also National Teflon Day, which shout out to everyone who's cooking with Teflon pots, I guess. And National Student Athlete Day. Right. Totally something that I'm into. Yeah. Shout out to all those student athletes. Athleticism is good for scholarship, and I don't mean financial. I mean for being a scholar. Anyway, you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. My returning guest, somebody I have not heard from in a long time, a returning guest to That's Life is Dr. Scott Goldberg, a tenured faculty member at Yeshiva University's Azraeli Graduate School of Jewish Education, an active teacher, researcher, and internationally renowned consultant in areas related to student success in the Jewish community. Good morning, Dr. Goldberg.
1: Good morning, Miriam.
0: How are you? Shout out uh, from Los Angeles, no?
1: Uh, Yes, uh, Southern California. You know, I uh, haven't seen you walk because I've been having so much fun at work.
0: <laughs> yes, I am sure you have. Let's leave that alone. And um, the last time I think actually Dr. Goldberg joined us, and one of the segments that he used to do regularly with us on That's Life is bringing certain things in Judaism to life and integrating children better, both into our practices in shul and communal life and at, in Jewish life in the home, in order to make sure that our next generation is excited and engaged in our tradition. And while we've had the opportunity to talk to Dr. Goldberg about how to make sure that our kids are engaged in the Siddharam and then how to make sure that multi-generational Siddharam are engaging for all participants, whether it's the grandparents, the great-grandparents, if you're so Zoha, and then you have your children etc but now we need to focus on the fact that for many of us there are six more days <laughs> after the sadarim are over and obviously if you're outside of israel that's who i'm referring to but we have six more days to make sure the kids are engaged and so i invited dr goldberg to talk about how we make sure to do that
1: well uh thank you uh, miriam for the opportunity um i was hoping to learn from you as much as uh for you to learn from me, but I, the reality is that um, I think that the the last six days are, are just an extension of the first two, uh, not to, to worry anybody, but really to, uh, to extend the planfulness, uh, right? And in every situation that we see our children successful, um, it's because uh, they're there's a there's a planning process. Uh, We make sure that they're ready for what we want them to be doing, uh, ready to succeed in the situation, um, so that uh, there's a matching of expectations, uh, right? At the Seder, we know that if there's People show up for, for one purpose, uh, uh, to Darshan, the Haggadah, and others are coming to, to uh, tell stories or hear from the children or, uh, or eat. Uh, there's going to be challenges. And likewise, if, uh, if the days of Cholomoed and the dec- second days of Yontif uh, don't have some sense of, um, of, uh, of openness about what it is that we're doing and, and why we're doing it, and, and that there is some sense of um, commonality across a family about what, what the plan is, Um, there are going to be challenges because there's a discrepancy there, um, as with any situation. I don't think Yom Tovim is a concentrated piece of time, but I don't think it's that much different.
0: See, but I I sort of think that Pesach has an advantage that all the other holidays don't. And I'll explain why. Because whether it's Hanukkah or Sukkot or any other of the Yom Tovim that go on more than two days, you can get through... A number of those days without having to actively participate. What do I mean? If you're a woman and you don't sit in the sukkah for eight days, then you don't sit in the sukkah for eight days. If you are a person who, you know, if you're if you're lighting Hanukkah candles, you can go through the entire day have doing nothing having to do with Hanukkah except light candles at night. But Pesach is a complete immersion holiday. You are not going through five minutes of these eight days without knowing that it's Pesach, because not only is your house topsy turvy, But you haven't eaten a piece of bread, and you're not thinking about it. So, isn't that an advantage already? That inherently Pesach has a leg up, so to speak, on other Yom Tovim, because you're ingrained and engrossed in it for all all days.
1: Well, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think that there is a certain component of Pesach which is in your face. Um, right. The question is, what we do with it, mm. right? Do, do we um, do we make it the holiday where our children look at it? from a negative perspective of what we can't do um, much like uh, we do when it comes you know the three-day yuntif um, scare of you know another day another day another day or do right. we uh, do we do that when it comes to um, Shabbos and and what we can to do and on Pesach that what we can't do When we go out there to um, our, uh, our, our 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 play uh, areas or we go out to our you know to a uh, to a concert we go out to um, anywhere where we might uh, uh, travel with our children on call where we can't just go up to the a snack bar and buy something, or we can't just um, you know do something that we would typically do when we have the you know plastic bags with all the crumbs of matzah for the lunches and all the things that come up on on, on and, and second days. You know those things. Um, you know if, if if we our attitude is an attitude of um, uh, or disposition of negativity, our children will grow up that way. Right. I think that the key is. Um, to to look at it as the opportunity that you just described, but even step it back one level. Um, You know, I I think that there are certainly um, opportunities over Pesach much more than at any other time during the year um, to recognize... Um, the role of, um, you know, you'd see us Mitzrayim and our wife, the role of God and our wife, and the like. And I'm, I'm not trying to be overly um, dogmatic about it, and try to have parents create a situation where their children hear about God and nauseum, per se. Um, but at the same time, it's not only uniquely an aspect of of Pesach that we have this um, stepping back and, and focus on Matzah, focus on the the, the, the uh, you know the the, the yuntif itself, um, but what that yuntif stands for. We have so much time with family. Um, it's an opportunity, whether that is about God whether it's about other aspects of our lives we have an opportunity to talk we have an opportunity to engage our children in conversation about what our values are and as they get older what they see as their emerging values and the alignment with ours or slight you know changes from that at times or how they're seeing the world um, the opportunity to speak with our children to listen to our children um, is the, is to me the opportunity of the remaining six days in addition to the the the, uh, the first two days um, and the Siddharam.
0: i would that that's a great point i it seems to me that that conversation when you even talk about the worldliness or the the uh, what is going on today in the world, whether it's issues of migration immigration um, refugees et cetera I, I there there seems to me Multiple levels of conversation that can happen with various ages of children, or or of you know people at the table, all revolving around the story of Yitzys Mitzrayim at different levels. Simply because there are so many facets to this story, There's are so much to talk about that no matter. Who you are, no matter what your background is, no matter how many different age groups you have at your table, there is something relevant to everyone that can continue the conversation.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, for me, um, you know, just to ground it in Torah, you know, the Ramban at the end of Parsha's Bo. Um, talks about Yitzhak mysterian within the context of create you know within the context of actually I'm um, talking about the purpose of filling and why we have to fill where we have to why we wear it where we have where uh, where we wear it etc um, but he goes into what is one of the most um you know important rambans perhaps um, where he specifically discusses Yitzhak mysterian as the quintessential um, experience that highlights god god's role in creation god's role in history god's role in the world today individually and collectively those Components of Yitzhak's Mitzrayim that we get to discuss at a Seder, that we get to discuss at Pesach time, and at other times as well. Every day we have a mitzvah um, to remember remember yitzh, yitzh for this reason, and we build it into our mezuzahs, and we have it in our tefillin, and we have it in our yontif, and every bracha, and all the brachos, and all the, all the mitzvos. And Roman talks about this, and the opportunity at, at different ages, and at different times during the year, but particularly now, where the Haggadah and the, um, the matzah and all of the experiences of yontif um, focus us, On what happened at that time and how it is relevant to our days today Um, and that when children are struggling um, with um, you know believing in God or feeling God in their lives that that's something that the Ramban speaks about that, that there is a challenge today where we don't have the open miracles but at the same time we have so many reminders each day so many things built into our daily practices that remind us of God's existence and God's role back in the Isaiah that is relevant today those conversations the opportunities to discuss age children, what matters to them, what they have gratitude for, where they see God in their lives, you know, where they see God that, that, that is something related to touch or smell or some right. other sense, um, and the experience um, that they have and what they're thankful for. And if you can't get it to be a God conversation, make it a gratitude conversation related to their friends or their family, or to something that is far less tangible, but that they still experience.
0: You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Dr. Scott Goldberg, tenured faculty member at Yeshiva University's Azraeli Graduate School of Jewish Education, joins us today as we are talking about keeping the kids interested in Pesach, even when the Siddurim are over. Dr. Goldberg, one of the earlier tips you gave us a number of years ago on the air on this program was something that I have still implemented because it worked so well in my home. In At a moment when I, I'm going to use the word complained, though it's a big word, in a moment when I complained that the kids are inundated in school with so many divrei Torah and you want to get to Shulchan Aruch, and you don't know how to tell the kids, listen, we can't do every single Dvar Torah that you learned in school tonight, you suggested spreading them out throughout lunch and the different, and you know, both full days of Yontif and telling the kids we don't just need them for the Sidorim we need your Divrei Torah for lunch also so here's my question can we apply that then to the uh, to you know we have Shabbos Cholmoyd we have the last days of Yontif as well is this an opportunity to keep kids engaged for all eight days also by telling them spread it out guys we got eight days to talk
1: about this um, absolutely, um, and I would even add more. I would say that there's the you know, there's the walks to shul, there's the walks to the park in the afternoon, there's a the walk to the meals. There are opportunities for children to truly not just stand up and read what um, a Rebbe or a Mora Told them or what it is that they answer to a question that was given to them um, but for them to really own it because they've thought about it and that they're prepared to be able to discuss it without the piece of paper in front of them Mm -hmm. I think those opportunities should be um, grasped as well and it shouldn't just be a top-down conversation it shouldn't just be um, we need to spread this out over the days but this is that that that's the starting point it's a norm we're going to spread this out you um, you know, child, um, you, you have the opportunity now to choose which are the ones you would like to share at this meal versus that meal, at this time versus that time, and um, that might even include, you know, long car rides, um, so that the conversation around um, the preparation and how much preparation we've done, the learning and the teaching and the preparation of the home, um, uh, those all spread out throughout the days, um, and the children should know who's invited to which meals so that they know, you know, is this the one where, you know, a grandparent is going to be there who might, if something might speak specifically to them. Will it be a neighbor who they know is interested in something? And if they don't know that information, maybe share with them after they um, present where they would like to talk about things, um, that maybe a, a, a revision of that might be meaningful because, you know, Aunt uh, Ethel uh, has a certain particular interest in, um, in something that, uh, that a child has prepared. That's a great
0: idea. I I never thought about that. I mean, you know, there's a... It's it's either somewhat funny or completely, completely O C D that I have a spreadsheet of all the different people and the number of people I have for the different meals so I know what I need to prepare. But it never I, I never thought until this moment about showing it to my kids and saying, listen, this person's coming then, let's make sure that we're getting them involved in what we're doing and that they're involved in the Seder and that or, or a meal and that they're not just sitting at the table. That's a that's a great like almost like a holistic approach to having guests in the home. Uh,
1: I agree, and, and I would actually even add further, which is, you know, we have to think about the invitations we make um, over a yontif mm. and how it will affect our families and our children. Um, you know, the, there, there are different purposes to um, our, our yontif and Shabbos meals. Sometimes it is about haknasas or Sometimes Though it has to be about our family, um, you know, a, a friend of mine recently said that you know they were they were struck that this year for the first time they're going to have their second seder as a family alone, just their nuclear family. And, you know, at first he, he, he was struggling with it and saying, what's what going to be? And then he realized the opportunity that it presented because it allowed them to entirely focus on their children and their family um, and their values and their needs um, and their wants. Uh, and, and, and they started thinking differently about that Seder versus those that they would have, the one that they would have guests at and the meals that they were going to have guests at um, in the conversation that I had with him. I and mean, I think that that's the mindset. The mindset must be um, this has to be a planful yantif. Yes, it, um, it is a period of time where it is a concentrated family time. We need to find those times where it's appropriate to be together. Teach our children how to, how to gauge when it's appropriate to step out of a situation and be alone. Right. Um, alone time is of value. Um, and I think that when we have guests and we make invitations, if it's just, will you bring the kugel or you're going to bring the roast, as opposed to, what would you like to contribute to the conversation at the Seder? What areas of the Haggadah which parts of the Haggadah, what conversation, what topics are of interest to you, and we will have you lead that part or you focus on that part with us, that would be, I think, a tremendous opportunity for our families to gain from those who are sitting at our table, not just uh, not just from the food and from the general conversation, but from their wisdom as well, and that extends beyond just the Saddam.
0: I love that idea. I think that that idea is fantastic. What's interesting about your little anecdote right now about the friend who's only having— who's Only quote unquote having their nuclear family at the Seder is that we had that conversation in our home because there were other people in the neighborhood who I knew were either going to be alone or this or whatever. And it was my husband who said to me, No, let's do the second Seder by ourselves. We have, thank God, six kids, all who deserve our attention. Having eight people at our Seder is not you know, it's not small. (laughs) It's not shoddy. And everyone has something to say. You know, we're we're two working parents. We, We work full time. I travel a lot like this is it. There are no phones. There's no TV. There's no nothing. Let's concentrate on our kids. And I thought it was such a valuable point on his part, whereas I'm you know, used to packing the table with as many people necessary or as as we can get in around the table. His point was, no, let's slow down. And I really heard that muster this year. Well,
1: uh, that sounds very exciting.
0: Yeah, it it is actually very exciting. Any last minute tips, by, by the way, about any other further things that we can include, especially on, you know, in, in, outside of Israel, on, on Shmini Shel uh, Pesach, Ahron Shel Pesach, it is the day that it is the hardest, quote unquote, to get through. And I say that as the person who was designated to cook the last family meal for all of those in the neighborhood. And it's, the it's, you know, you're, you're at your wit's end, you're done, you're done, you're counting backwards until how many hours are left for Yuntif? Like, what can we do to salvage that meal?
1: So I think that it's a wonderful opportunity, again, I apologize for sounding like a broken record, but to, uh, to share our values. If we value uh, the role of modern Israel in our lives, um, and we recognize that there are people who are not sitting at a Yantif meal mm. on Aharon Shel Pesach, then it seems to me that that's the nature of the conversation for those of us in the diaspora. Good. I mean, it's not a beat-us-up kind of conversation right. of, you know, we really should be there kind of conversation, although that's a piece of it. Nefesh um, Benefesh about, is
0: not sponsoring our last meal, yeah.
1: Um, that would be very interesting. <laughs> and I would love to see what the fare would be there. <laughs> um, uh, you know, would it be flesh, milk? What would it be, you know? Um, I guess everybody eats Gabroth. Gabroth, right. But the reality is, I think that there's a conversation about what does it mean to be a in the diaspora today, right. um, and I think that you know that that's true. Certainly, uh, you can have that conversation with with some older children, um, you know, late elementary school and on, in a very open way um, about our role here, uh, the the role of the U.S. as an amazing haven for our development as mm-hmm. a people here in the U.S. Um, and um, that it's not all wonderful, but at the same time, what are the challenges of making Aliyah, and why are we here? Too often, the conversation of why we're here um, isn't a conversation we have openly with our children. It's something that they just intuit on their own without having the real guidance of our values. And I think that that meal, Achron Shal Pesach, or any um, Achron um, um, holiday meal, um, is a time for that.
0: Wow, that's a really, really great point. Dr. Scott Goldberg joins us this morning. Doctor, thank you so much. An absolute pleasure to speak to you and best wishes to your entire family for a Chag Sameach V'Kasher.
1: Same to you and yours. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day so you know what to expect, what to look forward to, and certainly what not to miss. A full afternoon of programming right after That's Life, the live lunch hosted by Nahum starting immediately after this program. And folks, I have a laundry list of stuff to discuss with Nahum today. Usually it's the other way around where he has a bunch of stuff he wants to get through with me. Well, I... I came prepared today. Don't miss a moment. And, of course, the afternoon is filled with programming here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Tomorrow morning, J.M. in the A.M., 6 to 9 a.m., Eastern Time here at NahumSiegel.com and of course on the beloved NSN app and Nahum will be joined tomorrow morning by Malcolm Holman at 740 a.m. Eastern Time for the weekly update. It's a crazy world we live in folks don't miss a minute of the weekly update at the conclusion of J.M. and A.M. Naomi joins us for an encore edition of Table for Two. Then of course enjoy the Kedem Arab Shabbos music mix from 10 a.m. right until candlelighting. but if you have not already been introduced to Mark Zomick's Friday Live Lunch you don't want to miss that that as well. That starts at one o'clock here in the in the on the East Coast in the New York area. It is a fantastic program. Uh, I thank Mark for introducing that into our programming this season. Don't miss that as well. That program is also hosted and sponsored by Kedem. And Saturday night Segal Motzei Shabbat starting at nine o'clock. You know. Exactly. Thank you. Shabbos uh, Shabbos ends in time. Avrami will start at 9 p.m. this Monday, Shabbat. Saturday night, Siegel Matus hosts J.M. Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. I am closing today with the Y-Stud's newest song called "Lala Passover. It is a tribute to the movie La La Land. The video for this song is a lot of fun. It's actually garnered a tremendous amount of attention. A shout-out to our friends at Seasons who lent the store to the Wise Studs for the video shoot. And as much as I didn't love the movie and I'm actually convinced I'm still sitting there in the theater, this song is actually a lot of fun. Best wishes to all for a Chag Sameach V'Kasher. A thank you to Mayor Weingarten for teaching me that phrase and not Chag Kasher V'Sameach. A good yontif to all. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. I think about that day When the entire Jewish nation puts their bread away There's so much to clean but when the holiday is through I'll be upset that time just flew, I think that bread is new. Springtime Seder Nights, we'll sink into our seats to learn about our nation's plight. And celebrate our freedom and our crossing of the sea. God called us to be on his team. Oh, I one, go one free. Without a nickel to our names Kosher food, free of grain All these prices, just insane But gluten free Cause once we reach that Seder night And satiate our appetites We'll realize that
1: our birthright Is quite the story
0: And all my kind are telling me I'm going gray But little do they know It's from the yearly heap of chores She tells me that there's always more So I'm back here at the store And even when mom answers no Or when the satyrs move and stall My macaroons and crispios Are all I need And when we're all engaged in song Of generations going strong That'll be the thing to push us on
1: and go Go
0: down, our families gather round us.